Hello team. Good to see you guys jumping on. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. All the early birds there. Good to see you guys. Alison, Deb, Rodney, Kev, all the way from Florida. <laughs> Chris, Nick, Kelly, good morning to you guys. Hope you're all well. Hope you're all well. Morning, Aaron. How are you today? Good to see you. Hey, listen. I'll quickly jump into it because there's lots on today, so we've got to get cracking. But uh, if you don't already know, most of you do. Most of you do, I'm quite sure. But that's my name right there. Looks like uh, we've got uh, a few jumping on early this morning, which is awesome. But if you're new, if you're new and uh, this is the first time you've popped by a Wealth Coffee Chat, well, welcome along. Welcome along to the Wealth Coffee Chats. And um, yeah. I might put this little thing up in the corner. Let's see if that works. Anyway, my uh, my mouse is playing up today, so it's a little bit a uh, little bit uh, weird. But anyway, uh, Scott, Raylene, Bahan, Aaron, good morning to you guys. Great to see you here, Margaret. Well, there you go. So listen, if you knew, like I said, we've been doing this for uh, a couple of years now. Wealth Coffee Chats. I've been property investing over twenty years. Some of you already know that. If you're new, give us a shout out in the chat. Angela, good morning to you. Um, and uh, along the way, done a few property deals, helped uh, a lot of investors, maybe just like you, buy a couple of property deals too. And um, each day, Mondays through to Fridays usually, um, we, uh, we grab a coffee first thing in the morning and catch up, see what's on people's minds, see what's going on and... Um, Try and make sense of it all because this thing we're doing, property investing, takes time. You guys should know that. It's certainly not get rich quick. Um, buy well, never sell is one of my catch cries. And, uh, you know, that's what we talk about each morning, making sure we can go the distance. Yesterday uh, was, uh, you know, an expected announcement from the old RBA to increase the cash rate. The cash rate, folks, the cash rate when it comes to the expenses of our uh, of our payments to the bank. The interest rates go up afterwards as well. So I thought we might talk a little bit about that today and, um, you know, talk about managing our expenses and understanding where we're at. Uh, but if you've got any questions, chuck them in the chat for me. We might have a little bit of a bit of a waxing lyrical today um, as we roll along. Um, Scott, Margaret, good morning to you. Angela, Donna, Jeff. Good to see a bunch on this morning um, and uh, keen for a chat. So what happened yesterday, something that wasn't unusual or wasn't unexpected, the cash rate. So there's three different things. Um, well, two main things that we look at as uh, investors. Well, I do anyway when I'm looking at the, the cost of money and the, and the marketplace that uh, sets uh, sets the value or the cost of our biggest expense as property investors, unless you're living under, uh, um, you know, uh, um, a big cash, big pile of cash, unless you've got cash under the pillow, unless you can buy properties with, um, you know, outright with no lending, then, you know, your biggest expense becomes your interest rates when it comes to property investing. Now, that is, uh, that's, part of the process and we need to know how to manage that as we go along. So let's have a bit of a look at what is going on. Yesterday, um, the um, the conversation is that the RBA 
uh, increase the cash rate. The rate of cash. I'm going to make that a better colour so we can see it. The cash rate <coughs> yesterday um, by half a percent. Now, what I understand, and I've been doing, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, connecting with people that I trust in this space. You know, the cash rate, folks, is uh, is certainly going to continue to go up over the next little while. What uh, what what the people that I trust and talk to, my uh, go-to experts who aren't, you know, the media, aren't the newspaper, but people who actually do this stuff for a living, the cash rate, the cash rate at the moment by the end of the year will likely be at around, um, I'm going to put it over here, 3.5%. That's the likely trajectory of the cash rate now. So yesterday, another um, another another half a percent, so it's at two and a half percent, right? Now, why is that important to us as property investors? Tell me right now, I think I've had this chat with a few of you, you guys before. If the cash rate, so let's say this, the the cost, and it's not exactly like this, so, so anyone who's really sort of finicky about the details of this, don't carry on like a pork chop. This is kind of concept overview, not necessarily perfect, right? If you buy money at 3.5%, so this is how the lenders or, or the marketplace buys money at a cash rate. So that's the rate of cash you can buy the money for. And then you're going to on-sell it to people who are going to borrow that money. You're going to sell the money forward. Um, what uh, interest rate, what margin, what would you put on top of the cost of that money to lend it to other people? Now, um, there's kind of an average standard uh, on cost or an on top of the cash rate that um, is being widely accepted across the industry. Who knows what that is? Put that in the chat for me right now. Put that in the chat for me right now if you do know what it is um, and see if you guys have been following along in the past when we had these conversations. Myself and Andy Fenton, we talk about the cash rate and, and the cost of bonds um, often because that's a leading measure. It's an indicator that uh, where the interest rates. Yep, that's right, Kelly. That's right. So what we can expect, team, yep, Nick, 2% margin. That's it. So what we can expect, this is kind of the, the, um, the understanding that most smart people I respect um, um, is, uh, uh, is telling me, and uh, myself and Andy have double-checked uh, a bunch of this stuff as well, that we could expect... Let's say by the end of the year, early next year, the cash rate, the cash rate to be 3.5. You add the two uh, and the interest rates to be around about, you know, 5.5%. Okay. So that's where we're headed, folks. That's where we're headed. That's That seems very, now it could be plus or minus. It could be less, maybe 5%. It could be a bit more, 6%. But the general respected opinions when it comes to this stuff, which is not new, this is very normal, this has happened many times before, interest rates go up, cash rates go up, interest rates go down, cash rates go down, um, that's where we're headed, okay? All right, so that's kind of where we're going. Can we get ahead of it? We've had these conversations and chats before. Um, the answer is yes, you can manage that as you go along. Um, 
Yeah, exactly, Nick. You know, come on, let's have a let's have a serious conversation for a, a minute or two. Five percent interest, seriously? That's still cheap money, ladies and gents. Super inexpensive money. That's super inexpensive money. Okay. Now, the challenge for some of us, let's say, if if the first time we've ever purchased and borrowed was, you know, twelve months ago. Well, you know, that's kind of like a bit scary, isn't it? Like, it's like, oh, this is the first time I've ever borrowed. Maybe my costs are going to go up. Uh, and, yep, the, also the general consensus is, and it's happened every single time the RBA has ever done this in history. So, you know, it's, it's probably a good indicator. They go over the top, so, so they put it up too far, and then they drop it down, Okay. So by the end of 23, so by the end of next year, the general consensus is this, that this should come down to around about the 4.5%. So that's kind of that's kind of the version of the world. Anyway, 4 to 4.5 to 5%. Okay. I still think that's really inexpensive money. I think that's a great place for it to be. There's plenty of margin, there's plenty of uh, movement um, and the true cost of owning real estate will now express itself in the rents, express itself in the uh, values, and away we go. All right, <clears throat> so that's where we're headed, team. As we go now, one other thing to notice here, and this is kind of like sometimes this might be a bit boring, but it's it's good to know when you see the three year, so the three year bond rate. Um, and this is a big shout out to Tim, Timmy Boyle. Timmy Boyle, um, he gives me these charts. He's awesome. Um, thanks, Tim. The three-year bond rate, ladies and gents, three-year bond rate, the three to ten-year bond rate. This is where we're saying, all right, well, that's where it's going to end up, okay? Because the market is future buying, future buying the cash rate, okay? Anyway, I'm not going to dive deep into that one because that's probably a bit too much for today, but. Let's have a look. Let's talk about you know how we uh, manage this as investors, how we manage this, and uh, what we should be doing. Now, um, as investors, for all of you, okay, there is one thing that we talk about all the time. Any property investor who ever buys a property who works with us in our coaching, there is one thing, and it starts with a B, uh, U-double-F-E-R is how you spell it. We talk about it all the time. Every single property you own should have a what? Put Like, put that in the chat for me. Should have a cash what? Okay, um, cash buffer. Buffer. All right. Cash buffer. Depending on your comfort factor, depending on your comfort factor, if you worked with us or you purchased a property a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, you should have a buffer and you will if you work with us in coaching. Buffer, exactly. Now, there you go. Minimum, minimum, minimum 5K every single investment property you own. Minimum liquid cash in a buffer, let's say in your offset account, um, etc. Minimum 5K. Might be 10K. Now, it doesn't mean that you... you um, <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Jeff. Yep. Um, 
So it doesn't mean that that's the only amount that you get to. That's the starting point, a starting point. What do we do? And I'll get to a point about how we manage our cash flow going forward as well in a minute. But let's say we get to a point. Let's say for the last two years, let's say 20 and 21. Tell me the average interest rate in the chat right now in the last two years. The last two years. Tell me the average interest rate you guys um, have experienced. You might have even got it yourself um, for the last two years. Chuck that in the chat for me because this is this is my point and then we'll talk about how we manage going forward, all right? <clears throat> Let's see it. Put it in the chat. What's the interest rate? Yep, 3.5. Good. Anyone get any better than 3.5? 3.5, about 2.5. Yeah, 2.5 um, to 3. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to split the difference. So let's say... Let's say for two years, you've had you've owned this property. Let's say you've owned this property for two years. <clears throat> you started with a 5K buffer straight out, okay? So, yep, there you go. Uh, Anita, Anita's uh, 2.8, 2.9, perfect. All right, we're going to split it at three, all right? You start with a 5K buffer when you buy the property. Here's a general property, 609. This is, this is one I helped someone buy not so long ago. Um, a house, this is how it worked. They used equity, their total loan, their total borrowed funds, $640,000, um, et cetera, $550 a week rent, okay? Now, this was two years ago. What's the cash flow on this property as we look at it? Let's have a bit of a sticky beat, right? So what can we see here? What can we see in the property? Before tax cash flow, you can see right there. And more importantly, have a look at this. Tell me the number you can see after tax cash flow. So 7,000, let's round it up to 8,000. Is everyone cool with that? All right, can you see that, ladies and gents? After tax cash flow, 7,998. All right, can you see it? So we started with, let's say we own this property. Let's say from day zero, year one, we had 5K. Year two, year three, okay, five k. Now let's add, let's add eight uh, k to the five, okay. <clears throat> That's thirteen. All right, let's add another eight k to that. That's twenty one. So by year three, following along, by year three, we should have a twenty one k buffer sitting in our property right now. Everyone, okay, following along. All right, what comes along? What comes along right now? And this, listen, let's have it, like your buffer, your cash flow, your positive cash flow after tax, any money that you make out of your real estate in the acquisition phase is not for you to go on a holiday. You listening? It's not. It's to go back into your buffer account for creating more deposits, and more importantly, making sure that you can cover some challenges in the future exactly like this, all right? So now this could be, you know, for some of you guys, you're, going, you're sitting there, Jason, going, telling me how to suck eggs right now because, you know, the horse has bolted on me. But hey, listen, sometimes we need a little dose of, um, dose of reality 
when it comes to, you know, where we're at. So let's say right now, let's say for a fact, you can get 5.5%. Let's go 5.5%. And let's say, because this is true also, let's say your rent will go up because it should and it will. Let's go. It's going to go up 100 bucks, 650. So that's what it looks like now. That's what our numbers look like now. Let's go and have a look at our properties, our income um, as we go. Pre-tax cash flow, <clears throat> right? Pre-tax cash flow. Negative $9,000, your after-tax cash flow or your after-tax cash flow, um, $128, right? That's still pretty good. Yeah, but hang on, Jason. Why did my tax return go up? Why did my tax refund go up on the same property, ladies and gents? Tell me that because we need to understand the cash flow on our properties. We need to understand this stuff. What happened? Why did my why did my after tax or my tax refund go from seven thousand or five thousand to now nine thousand, ladies and gents? But my after tax cash flow went down. Okay, tell me that in the chat. Like, um, am I doing some voodoo magic here, or is this how it works? Is this how it works? What what goes on? What happened? Tell me in the chat right now. And you can make you can use it. Yep, expenses increase, so there is more to deduct. Boom. Nick, you're dead right. You're dead right. But let's but let's just do this because let's say your rents didn't go up. Let's say your rents didn't go up, and I'm going to do 550. And let's have a look at that. Um, you should put your rents up, ladies and gents. That is important. So let's say right now your property is negative cash flow, three thousand dollars. So three grand negative cash flow after tax, depreciation, rental loss. Boom. Exactly, Chris. So we now, team. Listen to me now. You've got $21,000, 21K, right? Minus 3,000. Tell me how many years in your buffer, how many years in your buffer do you have to cover your after tax cash flow shortfall on this property? How many years? Do the math for me, right? $3,000 a year, I think the rent will go up into the future, but let's just say it stayed static forever and a day, all right? How many years have you got to cover your 3,000 negative cash flow? Now your interest rates have gone up. Seven years, Sharon. You reckon you might be able to sort something out within seven years on your property? Yeah, totally, 100%. 100%. Team, this is the thing. Your buffer plus your cash flow of your property equals safety when it comes to holding and managing your property. Okay? Yeah? All right? That is super important to get down and dialed. Okay? All right. What happens if you've messed your buffer up? You've spent your buffer. Um, you know, you didn't even start with a buffer. You bought a property that wasn't cash flow positive, et cetera, et cetera. Um, dead right, dead right, Nick. Yeah, dead right. Um, it's certainly time for the interest rates to, uh, you know, settle themselves into a, a bit more of a longer term sustainable number. That is for sure. There you go. All right, so 
What can we do? Uh, what can we do to reset where we're at? Sharon's saying it right there. One of our coaches, Sharon, is awesome. Um, listen, you can re- you can reset your loans right now. Refinance back out to thirty years. You know, oh, I'm ten years in. I'm, I'm I've only got twenty years left. Don't worry about it. You can pay it off in ten years if you want. It's the cash flow commitment to your loan length. So refinance your loans and your loan length. You can reset a P&I to interest only if that works for cash flow. Um, put your rents up and make sure you um, claim your taxes, P-A-Y-G, tax weekly, fortnightly, monthly, folks. That will help you with your cash flow. So many people I know know they need to do it, but they don't do it. Anyway, if you need help with that, if you don't have a good accountant, let me know because uh, I launched my own accounting business. Sam and I launched our own accounting business last year, actually this year, Positive uh, Tax Solutions, specifically designed for property investors, folks, and um, we'll be able to knock that into shape for you in about five seconds flat. We know what to do because we're property investors too. So give us a shout out if you want some assistance with that. Anyway, that's about it. Yeah, I think the big challenge, Alison, you're dead right. If someone's coming up to settlements in the next little bit, you know, your ability to borrow, your serviceability, uh, and your valuations and deposits, you need to make sure you have a little bit of extra wiggle room in there if you can, um, just to make sure that that doesn't get too hairy on the way through um, as you go. But I think you'll be okay, uh, Alison, because the quality of the property that you've purchased won't be affected that much. So really, it's just the serviceability um, for all of us, which is always the time. We've always got to manage our serviceability, that is for sure. Anyway, there you go, folks. Uh, I didn't get to everything that I was going to get to today. <laughs> uh, usually the way I, uh, I think I'm going to talk about something and then I end up uh, taking longer than I thought. But hopefully that made sense. If this is where you are right now, um, the... Um, the um, the um, if this is where you are right now, then you know make sure you manage that sort of stuff, Sarah. Yeah, Sarah, I don't know. Like no one's taking advantage of struggling people, Sarah. Um, what for me? If uh, if there's a cost that I incur, I'm running a small business. Then my job is not to go broke or um, uh, or carry that cost. That's just the place. That's the marketplace. Go and um, you know, go and talk to any business and say, "Hey, can you run your business at a loss so I can buy bread cheaper?" Um, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So, you know, most property investors I know, matter of fact, nearly all of them are really nice people. They look after their tenants. They provide really nice stuff. So, you know, at the end of the day, that's not free. Um, property investors are not um, are not there to lose money. Um, so, you know. Uh, the balancing act is is challenging, but for most property investors, they do a good job of it. That is for sure. For the last ten years, rents haven't gone up in Australia at all. Interest rates have gone down. So um, you know, there you go. All right, folks. Great to have you guys around today. Thanks for hanging out. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. You guys be awesome. Be well. Take care. Bye for now. Remember, buy well, never sell. All right, team. You guys be awesome. Be well. Chat again tomorrow about 10 past 8. 
Cheers, everyone. Bye-bye.